Shut up and sit down. There we go. Welcome to the Couch Live, everybody. Hello, hello, hello here on WOKB. 1680 and of course right here on facebook live if you're watching it or listening that way um wpsn99.com dope and dharma facebook page however you're listening to this you can be listening to it on your podcast um or whatever i don't know pretty knows all the details where it's at and what's at um yes apologize for not being here in a while uh and apologize for not being uh where you're at right now marissa marissa's our, our special guest but first of all let me introduce uh-huh. you by dope doctor Delgado here with you as always for the last 23 years. Uh, Dharma guy, he's over there at his homestead. Yes, sir. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Apparently, uh, we're having technical difficulties lately, Too but many. that's okay. <laughs> yes. Too many. I'm just going to ignore the Trinity. I'm going to ignore I could have an echo in my head the whole time. <laughs> so I'd appreciate you not reminding me so I don't go through PTSD issues. That's awesome. Uh, and of course, we have a special guest. Uh, usually, we say she's from New York or in New York. But uh, she's actually in Florida now, so Marissa, how are you, Marissa? Good, how are you guys? We're doing fantastic. It would be better so... if we were doing this in person, but <laughs> some people couldn't make it over here. No no resentments. I made it over we'll... to New York. This... Expectations expectations lead to resentments. Yeah, yeah this, this show is not, is not on expectations or resentments there, Marissa. This show's on never giving up. So let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the blessings of you being down in Florida in this beautiful sunshine. You know, can't let's talk about what? On. I'm sorry, you're low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not as low as. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now you're breaking up. Oh my god! All right, Marissa. So anyway, this so the, the reason we wanted to call the show uh, "Never Give Up" is because Marissa has been trying to get to our golf tournament that we just had this past weekend for years and years and years. Yep. And even before the golf tournament, she was trying to come down and meet us, you know, because we've always had this conversation here on this show or any other show we did, um, you know, we've always been connected on Facebook, but we've never been in the same city at the same time or, or been able to meet each other in person. So she's been very persistent and she she put it out there, not only in the universe, but she reached out to the golf course that we were having. Uh, well, I'm going to let her story. Marissa, you go ahead and tell the story. So so you knew that our tournament was coming up. What did you do about it? Okay, so normally there's one of two problems when I'm trying to get down there. It's either a place to stay or the flights. So... The last time I was down there, I have family in a different part of Florida, and I just never got a chance to connect with you guys, so I knew that would be a problem. I knew I couldn't stay that far. So, at the time, I didn't think that the flight was going to be a problem. Um, so, I was trying to figure out a place to stay. So, I ended up reaching out to Red Tail and Butch. Um, actually emailed me back and they hooked me up. No, no, time out there. Time out Um, there. Time out. Because you said red tail real fast. And I want to make sure that everybody knows what red tail, red tail, red tail golf is where we were having our event this year. That's where they Um, have the tournament. One of our main sponsors 
Rodale Castillo from CLI Professional Landscaping. He lives at Rodale. And as soon as the other venue doubled its price because they sold the golf course to another business, Miguel, our main sponsor from CLI Professional Landscaping, said, can you guys have it in my neighborhood, at my golf course where I live? And so I reached out to that golf course, met with Butch Benton, who you're talking about, which is the general manager of that golf course, ended up finding out that he and our good friend Daryl actually played together on the Mets. Butch Benton, 17 years, he played in the Major League Baseball, played with the Mets. And so it was like instant connection, an instant understanding of each other. We have a lot of uh, same views and opinions on things. And so he blessed us with the opportunity to come out to Red Tail Golf Club to have our uh, golf tournament there this year. And so that's the book that you're talking about. I just wanted to clarify who Butch was. No, I'm glad you went into that detail because I didn't know some of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew who he was and I didn't know the details of how it came to be at the new one. Um, yeah, so that ended up seamlessly very quickly me and butch hit it off and um so then the problem became the flights which i never have that problem tell anybody that takes standby flights that i never have a problem and they look at me like i have a second head but i never have a problem so and why is it you never have a problem so you so you fly standby so first of all you're in a wheelchair and it's not about the wheelchair is it it's about how you Wait. fly, fly standby. You just went completely silent, what? I said, it's it's not the fact that you're in a wheelchair because the airlines do have wheelchair accessibility. Hold on, hold on. The fact hold on. Is, is that you fly standby, correct? Wait. Trinity, can you can you ask her the same thing? I just asked her to see oh, if she just, oh. she just left. <laughs> <laughs> well, so not only did she lose her flight, she lost her Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, she's losing everything right now. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. I, I guarantee I, she's losing her mind right oh, now. Oh, there she is. I agree with you. I think it's probably just the standby thing, not the actual. Correct. Well, I just want to yeah. make sure that yeah. that. Yeah. There we go. She went completely quiet. So let me try this again. So, Marissa, the question so, was, it's not the fact that you're in a wheelchair, right? They have wheelchair accessibility on airlines. The fact was that you fly standby. Yeah. Yeah, the, it was nothing to do with the wheelchair on the airlines. It was standby. So I had always flown standby because if you know somebody in the airlines, you fly standby. Never had a cancellation. Never had even a layover. So come to find out, they don't even do straight flights really anymore from the airline, the airports that I go to to Florida. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, okay, whatever. But there was delays there was cancellations every flight was booked up and when you're booked up they even oversell it which does not make sense to me i don't understand it i don't know what it's about um but everything ended up getting booked there was a flight out to tampa i was willing to take it i was willing to go to that airport and crawl to this event if i had to <laughs> i was willing to go down it's to a long that's a long crawl I wouldn't care. So I was just willing to go to any airport that I could get to. So that one I actually thought was going to be okay. And my aunt 
called me that morning and she said, okay, I'm going to list you, which come to find out means nothing. She goes, okay, you're listed. I'm going to check the flight later. Meanwhile, this is late and I've never had a um, hotel booking before. Like I would come in, if I come in on a different day with family or whatever, but this was like concrete plans that other people hooked up for me. So I'm like panicking. If anything didn't work out. So she comes, she goes, you're, you're listed. Then she calls me that night. And this was a few days before she calls me that night. And she goes, I haven't checked. Let me finish walking the dog and then go home. She calls me back less than five minutes later. Stop packing. I'm like, aunt Lori, I understand that it's standby, but you know me, I'm already packed. Suitcase is zipped. It's done. She goes, the flight is oversold. They went. They canceled flights on another airline that they then put up, put onto my airline, bumping me. So I call Louie in a panic. Yeah. And I'm like, feeling bad because I know it's the week before and you guys are all like stressed out over the event. And but I'm like, week before it was like a couple days happened. before. Who you lying to? Yeah. Weeks before. yeah, it was, was like, like, like the day of. Hold on. Yeah. Time out. So I was like, Time this out. isn't going to happen. Clean this story up. All right. So, so Marissa is packed right now. Butch Benton Red Tail Golf Club set her up in a hotel within 15 minutes of the golf club. Got it all set up for like four days. So he not only has set up he has the transportation set up he's got everything set up for her to fly in get picked up take it so then when it got changed to tampa he adjusted everything to be able to get her from tampa or or however they did it so everything is again. so on this day where everything fell to pieces marissa unfortunately lost her dog how many years 15 years 15 years yeah 15 years so her dog had it went to doggy heaven right that sucks she Mm -hmm. lost the dog which we all know how tough that is you lose an animal that you love it's like a family member for that oh yeah it's it's hardcore so she loses the dog and loses the flight in the same day that she's been trying to do this trip for years and finally Mm -hmm. had her all things and got blessed by butch that she was gonna to, to, to be able to stay for a while. It's not even just a fly in, fly out. I mean, she had four days of stay. And then it all crumbled within like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So she, That's brutal. Was She's like, it's not going to happen. She's frustrated. And I'm like, well, it's not over. I mean, this is Friday or Thursday. I'm like, the event is on Monday. So, all right. So Friday's flights are gone. Let's start looking at Saturday. We know Friday's done. You're not leaving tomorrow. Let's start looking at every other option as possible. I'm even telling, I'm even joking with her saying, look, New York to Florida's downhill. You roll that wheelchair just straight down. It'll probably just come all the way south of Florida. And you just get it almost came to that. So, you know, we're looking at trains. We're looking at everything. So finally, after probably everybody's frustrated trying to figure out like, man, how do we resolve this? Do we just give up? But it's like, Trinity, you know me. Marissa, you're learning who I am. There's no way we're just giving up. It's not, I don't believe in not giving up just because 
if you have a disease or if you have a problem, if you have family issues, if you have marital problems, if you have social problems, if you have problems in school, I really, really do believe to the deep core of me that giving up is the last possible option. So let's review any possible other options before yep. we talk. And I'm telling you, the reason you apply that to everything in your life is so that when you do have issues come up, that you can get into that space, that heavy space where you have challenged yourself before thinking negative and thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to give up and, 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 and it's not going to work out. So you can attach that and go, okay, well, if it worked in that instance, maybe it can work in this instance. And a lot of times it can. I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times it can. That's why we, we want to build in that practice of never giving up to everything in life, not just not just addiction, not just recovery. When we talk about addiction recovery on this show, whether it be Dope and Dharma, whether it be The Couch Live, whether it be Dharma Time, regardless of what show we talk about, I want you to think that this applies for everything in your life, and this was no different. So these are the kind of conversations we were having, right, Marissa? They just don't give up. That's yeah. one of the other options, right? So then... I thought about another person that's a problem solver like me that just doesn't like giving up like me. And, and, he, and he prides himself just like I do on being a problem solver. And so we get him on the phone. His name is John Lupo from Lupo Ministries. He happens to be the manager for Daryl Strawberry, who we already knew was coming to town. I knew John Lupo was coming to town. And Lupo is from New York. So he knows all those airports. He knows all the different ways to travel to Florida because... He lives here in Florida. He goes up and down all the time. His wife goes up and down all the time. So I got him a three-way call with Marissa, and I said, Lupo, here's the situation. What do you think? And within seconds, what happened, Marissa? Well, Louis was ready to, like, go in with people, and John was like, all right, let's do it right now. Travel agent was on the phone, and I had a ticket. And I'm still like shocked over huh. what he did for me. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even know you, but he but he connected you because here's uh -huh. part of the story that, that that those of you that don't know who Marissa is or hasn't heard the story don't know. Marissa and her family were suffering with the disease of addiction in their own personal home, and that's how we met because she has uh, had a brother that was suffering and struggling, but six years ago he took his own life. He did give up. But it was after a lot of years of struggle and trying and working through it, and it just, it just wasn't working. For him. And, and, and the poor guy was suffering so much that he felt like that was the option he had to take. And so, mm -hmm. when she was telling the story of who she was and what her family had been through and how much this trip meant to her, not only her, but her mom and her, and her nana, you know, people that, that support her and love her, that, that kind of love her experiences, and they kind of. They get to come up and with with whatever she does, right? Well, Lupo lost his brother to addiction. So when he heard her story, he felt it deeply. And so he knew that he was in a place where he could help you, Marissa. And he knew that he could resolve this by getting his agent, his uh, travel agent on the phone. And like there was one seat, Trinity, one seat. A matter of fact, it was so limited of... They were looking at all the airports. Wow. The airport available was actually the best one to me, in my opinion, which was Daytona. Wow. Daytona. I have a story about how that worked out, too. Right. And yeah, we'll get to that. And so it was such a point, really, that Lupo was explaining things 
and his travel agency said, stop talking, John. We need to book this flight right now. It's the only seat available in the entire wow. north part of central part of Florida. We need to get it now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's where you flew in and out of is uh, Daytona? Yeah. Daytona, yeah. Wow. I didn't fly so out. So now yet. the magic of how Daytona worked out, go ahead, Marissa, take it from there. Because now the whole thing is so, like, wait a minute, okay. who's going to pick her up? You know? Yeah. Well, I wasn't worried about that because you guys were all telling me, just get down here. So like I said, I was oh, ready yeah. to crawl from whatever airport I had to. Right. Just get there. So then I'm thinking, okay. And, and I was melting down with my friend that ended up picking me up too. Because I'm like, I'm not going to get down there and blah, blah, blah. So when I found out it was going to be Daytona, she's from down in Pembroke Pines. But her sister who was in somewhere overseas, I think it was England. She was staying at her house in, um, help me out, Louis. What was it? Well, and in, in, in Deland. In Deland, yeah, Deland. Which, is about, so, which is about 20 minutes away. from So she was staying in Deland and she had told me you could stay there, but there were stairs. So, and the kind of stairs it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like carpeted stairs where I could just climb up. So staying there was out, but her sister, she was staying there at the time. And her sister was flying in within a half an hour of the new flight. So she picked us both up at the same day. You see this? Wow. And her sister was early. We left to go visit Ormond beach just so I could see it. She calls within five minutes of us being there. Come get me. I landed early. Wow. Yeah. So Trinity. So Trinity. Let me, yeah. So so let me. So let me put a stamp on it. So you hear what's happening, right? So not only is she not flying to Orlando, which would have been difficult because Orlando and, and and where the golf club is 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 not very close. No, that's where I'm at. Is Orlando? So, it's like over an hour yeah, away. Exactly, over an hour away <laughs> with good so traffic. Even though you know uh, our good friend Butch Bet was going to have his staff help out and pick her up and all that it was still going to cost a lot of manpower to make that happen but instead with all the, the delay it ended up falling into the lap that her friend was already going to be at the airport 30 minutes after she was going to arrive anyway that's crazy so mm-hmm. you, you, you see how things were just so we went from zero possibility place. what was that Zero possibility to a scenario I couldn't have even yeah. thought of myself. Well, that's why yeah. you don't give up. I mean, that's literally the moral of the story is, is yeah. not giving up. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Trinity, you say it all the time, right? I mean, you start talking about, you know, uh, when a conflict or a problem kind of gets in the way, it may be it's your perspective, right, on how right. you that situation. It actually yeah. could be a blessing in disguise. It could be something great on the other end. So can you speak to a little bit of that? Mr. Darmagat. <laughs> well, it's the uh, was it the old uh, the old adage the the towel adage I think it was. Um, I'm going to tell the, little, the brief little story I guess the anecdote. Um, but it was like two farmers are are doing their thing. One farmer his horse runs off and leaves. The other farmer's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. That's such a horrible thing. Your 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 farm your horse left. And then the farmer just simply said maybe. And then the next day the horse comes back. But this, it, it found a friend apparently, and it came back with another horse. So now he's got two horses. And then his neighbor's like, "Man, that's such an amazing, good thing that happened to you. That's so awesome. Man. Who thought he would come back with more?" And then the farmers, maybe. 
And then the next day, his son tries to ride the new horse and breaks his leg. So his neighbor's like, man, that's such a horrible thing. That sucks. He broke your leg, blah, blah, blah. Maybe. Then uh, the following day, the, the military comes to try to draft people for some more, and they won't draft his son because he's got a broken leg. Same thing. He's like, oh, that's such a, you know, such a great news. I can't believe that's so awesome. Maybe. And, and yeah, it goes to show maybe. Nothing is inherently good or bad. I think we do get caught up in that idea of no matter what it is, whether it be, you know, obstacles, whether it be relationships, you know, our expectations have a certain kind of a thing. And if it doesn't meet our expectations, our, our knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, this sucks. This is a bad thing. Um, and, and nothing's inherently good or bad. Right? Like, you know, we all think getting a flat tire is inherently a bad thing. Well, not if you're you're the company that gets paid to fix flat tires. It's a pretty good thing for you. You know, that's how you feed your family. So it's like it's all about perspective. You know, it's 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 a yes, it might be a new thing for you to adapt to, but are you going to adapt to it or are you gonna just sit back and pout? And it sounds to me like, well, thankfully we're all a bunch of adapters, so you know, you call the right people and we adapted and we figured out new ways. That's right. That's right. Go ahead, Marissa. Yeah, I, I'm not one that ever gives up, but I saw nothing. Like I didn't see a way out of it because I had such high expectations, and they were like crushed within seconds. Like I could see a normal flight being like, okay, it's canceled within a couple of days, but from that morning to oh, you're book, you're uh, listed to nothing. I was like, and then I had everything set up here well, there's, there's like another lesson earlier, in that though it was just... there's another lesson in that right and, and i think that to me when it comes to not giving up um one of the most crucial things that it's so so hard for people to do especially i, I know i'm guilty of it um and and that is so using your own outlook you saw no way but you did the most important thing that anybody could ever do and it's you reached out you reached out oh, for yeah. help too many people get stuck on their own little like perspective and they can't see a way out. They just throw their hands, give up and say that it's impossible. Um, and that is the worst thing you could do. You know, the best thing you could do is, is none of us are islands. We all think we're, no, we're not, we're not islands. We have a ton of people around us who love and support and care for us in some fashion or another. We might not even know it, but they're there. And by not reaching out, we're doing ourselves and them a disservice. Because for ourselves, we often think, you know, we're too proud. Our pride wouldn't let us reach out, which means we miss out on something. And then other times we feel a guilt of not, not wanting to put that burden on somebody else, not realizing that maybe that's what's good for that other person. Maybe the, if they are a problem solver, you're denying them the ability to come to somebody's aid and solve the problem. So by not reaching out, you're actually ruining both sides of it, right? You, you, you know, you're ruining your potential for success. But you're also ruining somebody else to walk their path in life, potentially. And so you did the most important thing that I think the, the big lesson here is in not giving up. Part of not giving up is reaching out for help. Yeah. That's and exactly Louie and Butch both kept telling me, keep the faith. It's going to happen. Yeah. They, they just kept repeating it. Don't give up. We're not giving up yet. Don't give up. Right. And then like Look, that, it okay. happened. It, it all worked out, and by the next day, we were we were sharing a taco right there in Mount Dora. Um, yeah, he texts me. He goes, though. "What are you doing?" I'm like, uh, "I'm at the hotel," and he goes, "I'm coming." I'm like now? Yeah. Yeah, I was 15 Except minutes away. She didn't know. So as soon as yeah. I knew that she was in town, um, you know, I knew I, I wanted 
go by the golf course in advance and, and drop off a lot of the stuff that we had, the signs and everything from our sponsors. Um, so it was all perfect timing. So it was like, yeah, I'm like 15 minutes away. I'm, I'm coming to see you like right now. You know? <laughs> it's so, awesome. Yeah. So we got our chance to finally meet. Like, and it, was, okay. it was pretty awesome. So, uh, so that, yeah. so that's the story of and all that. So event. now I want to know this, was it all worth it? Now that you met all of our friends, and you've got time to share with all of our friends and our sponsors. Tell, tell us about that. How did all that feel for you? Um, is that like a rhetorical question? I really yeah, wonder. it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth every horrible second leading up to it. I would literally go through everything I went through again mm-hmm. if it meant the day of the event. If it meant, honestly, Louie, I'm not even blowing smoke. I texted my mom. Today alone was worth it. The day I got in and I met you. Like, I already had lunch, dinner, whatever it was, 3 o'clock in the afternoon with Louie. At the best Mexican restaurant in town. I was like, it it was worth it already. I feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Every time I get to meet I him, might. it makes my whole day. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. So, We're so, going yeah, to have to So here's the other cool thing. So we you have want me to start these... wheeling now to come over to meet you? So. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to. I'll just start uh, wheeling now. He's like on a heart monitor with a short little tether. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, he's like on restriction. My yeah. wife won't come play. Um, so we have... Uh, these beautiful sponsors, right? One that I already mentioned, CLI Professional Landscaping, uh, Westgate, Corey's Voice. These are our title sponsors, right? Um, one of our other title sponsors is Don Mealy Sports Subaru. Um, and obviously the Don Mealy Sports Auto Group includes a Mazda dealership as well. So, so these corporate Subaru guys show up, Trinity. And and by the way, so you guys don't know, the Trinity's going through his little hard stuff still. And they don't know what it is still. They, they put an appointment. They all just appoint right smack that middle of our golf. Yeah. So, so Trinity doesn't show up. Yeah, the first one I missed in what, eight years now? Yeah, yeah we'll have the... to have a resentment show or me and Marissa have all these resentments. <laughs> yeah. But so, so, so Subaru comes out, they bring a car and they bring one super large checks. Nice. Training, nice. A 28000 plus check. Very nice. Uh, to give us, now it's beautiful to them. I'm at his more foundation. Um, they do the Share the Love campaign. I know that those of you listening or watching at home, you probably see those commercials where they do the Share the Love campaign every year, just right before Christmas time at a Subaru dealership. And so they share some of the, the, the proceeds of what they make during that month uh, leading up to Christmas with charities, local charities and national charities. And this year we were we were once again blessed by them. It was the second time they blessed us, and it was twenty eight thousand dollars. The first time it was sixteen, but this time they exceeded. That's beautiful. Thousand dollars, beautiful. So they came out. That was beautiful. But to meet all of our, our our beautiful sponsors and friends, I mean, I think everybody treated you very well, Marissa. Right? Everybody came up to you, said hi to you. All of our celebrity friends uh, took pictures with you. I know that they were all excited to meet you. Uh, I got to eat with one of them. I met Daryl Strawberry the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he helped he held me up to pet horses. <laughs> yeah, I saw those pictures. At the course. Yeah. Um I wore a Super Bowl ring. I felt like a celebrity and I'm like, I'm not a celebrity. Like and then Louie calls me up when he's announcing all of these people. I'm like, okay, I'm just a person that and like I said in my post, I'm a person that was personally affected by you guys and the Now Matters More Foundation. I'm the real deal example of what you guys do. I'm not a celebrity. I'm just showing fun. people, okay, this is what you get when you reach out to them. That's where you're wrong. And like you said yesterday. Like, Marissa, like that's you where said you're wrong. Everybody, really? everybody's a celebrity. Let me, and let me pause you there for a second because I got I got Look, I was helping somebody uh, the day before the tournament, right? And when they were getting help, they were saying, wow, they treated me so special getting this help. Uh, you, you, you must put some phone calls and they treated me like a VIP, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and they said, you know, and I said, well, what, you are a VIP. So I'm going to tell you the same thing I told that person getting into treatment. It doesn't matter to me whether you're a Daryl Strawberry or you're a Joe Snow on the corner. It doesn't matter. Everybody's a VIP. When you're looking for help and when you're a human being that has your hand out and you're a loving person and you're a good person and, and you want help in some sort of way and somebody's able to provide that for you, it shouldn't matter they provide it for you just because you have a famous name and you've done something spectacular in your life. Just because who you are should be important enough. And I think us in the Now Matters More Foundation, you know, the feel that way is that's the way we should treat you, regardless. And lead by example, we lead by example because everybody's a very important person. There's, there's enough discrimination out there based on other factors. And there's a lot of people out there that, that feel that they've been discriminated against because of some of those factors. Well, we don't rule like that. We don't we don't play like that. And you are a very important person. And, and the reason you were such a very important person in this particular time is because how much effort, energy you had in the process getting it. And how many people people like Butch Benton and Red Tail Golf Club and John Lupo and Lupo Ministries and everybody put in to get it there, right? So, so it was such a combined effort. And that is exactly what needs to happen when someone is suffering or struggling from not only a disease, but from anything within their life that they're trying to achieve. That if you happen to have the resources and you happen to have the ability and you happen to have the motivation and the heart, you could do a lot of great good in somebody's life and you don't know what that's going to do for them. You know, you being in the kind of mood that you are right now could help inspire so many. And I'm going to tell you something that's even cooler. So we get home last night. And obviously I'm beat. I'm tired. My girls are beat and tired. We all settled down for dinner last night. My, my beautiful daughter, Dahlia, ended up cooking dinner for us last night after all that. And when they're all sitting down, you came up. And I'm telling you how you came up. When they were younger, there was a book that I asked them to read. What book do you think that was, Marissa, when they were, what, about eight, ten years old? So, like, eight, ten years old. What book do you think that was? I don't know, because they're older now, so mine wasn't out then, was it? Yes, it was about eight years ago. What book was that? Oh. A long time ago. Did you write your book, Marissa? Wait, you're frozen, and I can't hear you. Oh, I'm not frozen. 
<laughs> no, you are. It's recorded on my end. Frozen. Can you hear me? He's asking what book it was. The book that he, you think it was. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta do this. Facebook this is like a quiz. Please. What's, what's right here? You can tell me. Can you hear them? They're all like cracking me, right? Okay, go Sounds ahead. like she has crickets in her phone. Yeah, right. What is that? What's that noise? I don't know. Marissa, can you hear us? Because that sounds weird. Yeah, it is her. Let me see. Let me mute her real quick that's to see weird. if that's... Marissa, go out and come back in. Yeah, it's hers. I just Booter. muted her. Come back in. Booter. Yeah, all right. Booter. Come come back. There, there you we go. go. It was hers. Now don't give her the hint. Yeah, right. But anyway, Trudy, what I'm saying is there's a book that she wrote a long time ago. Right. When I had heard that she was also an author and she was so inspirational. Marissa's in a wheelchair. Marissa's gone through a lot of struggles in life. She was born that way, so... It's no difference to her, right? So, like, right. a wheelchair is different than a person that was born that way. Sure. Right? Because we think I'll lose something. Sure. But she had written a book. And so, when I find out about that, my young girls, I mean, we're, we're, we're being the good ones. There we are. They loved reading. And so, we're like, you know, here's some options right. that we as parents want you to read. But it's an inspirational book. So, I want Marissa to talk about it. Marissa, you can you, can you hear us? I can hear you now. I plugged my phone in, and that seems to be better. Okay. So, okay. So, so when did you write your book, and what's the name of it? Um, Everyone's Different, Get Over It was my first book. <laughs> um, my second book was Wheelie Wonderland. Yeah, was Wheelie Wonderland. And the third book is Suck It Up and Shut the Hell Up. <laughs> it's beautiful titles, right? And my next one is going to be Push Past Paralysis. I know. I'm from New York. So, what do you want? <laughs> so, Willy Wonderland is, is the book that they, they both remember. They remember it. You want to tell people what that's about? Oh, yeah. It's short stories based on either my life or um, stories that are kind of changed a little bit from other people's lives and the names and identities were changed. Um, but it's just different things that people with disabilities can or will go through uh, in like a storyline of like real life, like an actual story of it happening. Okay. And what's the point? And what's, yeah, the, what's point? the point of telling these stories? Everybody has stories. What's the point of those stories? Because a lot of people with disabilities don't feel like they can have a life. That's right. They don't feel like they can have a full life. And now this is going to be included in my next book, flying by myself, going through all of this um, for people who did a lot for me. Yeah. So my kids because remember it because it, 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 their stories about perseverance. There's stories about not giving up. There's stories about pushing past, mm -hmm. not only paralysis, because we have paralysis of the brain, we have paralysis of, of success, we have paralysis of all types. 
So many of you that may be listening to this right now or watching this right now are paralyzed in many more ways than Marissa's paralyzed. And and and, and the key is just to recognize. See, she she knows that she can't stand up, but that doesn't mean she can't stand up. And trust me, little as she is, I felt more to, paralyzed. She's real <laughs> short, but she's tall with top and, and tall with personality. And, and so I think that is the thing that my kids enjoyed out of those books and they appreciate it and they remember it and they mentioned it last night so I wanted to tell you that so you are a VIP and you are a celebrity you're not uh-uh. much you keep writing they're right such on. good girls I liked meeting yeah. them and I love Dana everybody yeah. loves Dana I like her too I think <laughs> I'll keep her Yeah. everybody loves Dana I know. everybody loves Dana that's right so, so any kind of Final wrap-up words or, or anything like that Marissa, about the entire experience for you. Other than the just said, you know, all that stuff. Well, it's not over yet because I'm still no. here. <laughs> um, but it far exceeded any expectations that I had. It was an amazing event. I met so many people. I finally got the book that you guys are in. No. I got a signed oh. copy of that yesterday. Nice. Trinity, you still have to sign it. Louis signed it. Right on. A couple other people signed it. Um, it was amazing. Everything from Butch and meeting him, having him hook everything up. Uh, John, Daryl, everything has been amazing. Right. And I'm definitely, I already looked up different, like, accommodations for next time because <laughs> i figured i'd have to hustle not wait until the last <laughs> minute on anything <laughs> yeah uh but i will be back that's awesome i will be back well, and uh, anybody in the florida area or if you want to fly out you have to come to this event if you know somebody and like you guys say everybody knows somebody come out to the now matters more event well, the beautiful thing, not only did Subaru bless us with the 28,000, but Trinity, you don't even know this, but Comprehensive Energy Services, which was one of our major event partners, they threw another, they threw in another $5,000. Very nice. Yesterday. Very cool, man. Uh, and that was, that was after them buying another $500 of raffle tickets, by the way. That is awesome. Uh, I mean, they're just a beautiful organization as well. So, so you know, I should at least mention uh, them. Uh, there's a lot of good organizations, you know, a lot of good companies that that, that, that blessed us with their presence, that blessed us with their sponsorship, um, but none more than I think that than than all of the individuals that came out to play. Because when you take your time out of your day and you spend it with someone, that connection that you spend with someone, whether you're getting paid to do it or whether it's free, it's magical. You never know what happened out of that experience, and I think that's why Marissa right now is asking you, Trinity. Bless her with that physical presence. Now you may let her down. You may let her down. <laughs> yeah. you, may, you may completely uh, break her. Come heart. on, Louie, put the pressure. No on. Pressure. Come on. It wouldn't be the first time in my life I let people down. So, um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's a uh, connection that, that we all really strive to get. You could bring the kids. <laughs> I um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, if I can, bring I will. Obviously, yeah. It's just uh, it's such a it's such a drive, man. Um. But, um, no, I, I, if you want me to get out there, I will, <laughs> I, 
I'm glad that, that we're we're talking about. It. I am sorry I missed the tournament. This is the first one I missed, obviously that we've ever had. But um, I think it's cool that I get to hear the perspective from somebody who's never been to one, uh, because I think you did capture mm-hmm. what it is every year, right? Like I don't attend a bunch of golf tournaments. I'm not that guy, but ours is such a unique experience because it's such like a. It almost feels like a family. It feels like everybody's like we're all on the same page. We're all here for the same reason. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of a cool vibe and what's cool is it's the people. It's not the location cause we've done it now in multiple locations and the same vibe is always present. Um, and I think that that's the important thing to keep in mind. You know, when you, people hear addiction, they have, it conjures up all sorts of different thoughts and memories for everybody. Some better than worse, you know, better than others, some worse than others. Um, but what I've learned in my years of being participating in this, this world, if you will, uh, God, there's a lot of really good people connected to this really, really crappy disease. And I think that the more we start to realize that it does affect everybody from all walks of life, um, there's some really special human beings that need some help, man. At the end of the day, you know, it's easy to it's easy to, to say it's them, it's those people. It's easy to look at the, the lies and the, and, the, and the hurt and all the pain that they cause. But at the end of the day, man, there are really some special people that just need some help. And, and I think that that is, uh, I think that's what the tournament helps put out there. Because there's a lot of really special people who show up. And the other thing that, that you might not have known, because I don't know how much of a discussion happens, but there's a lot of people that you were probably around all day that have like 10, 20, 30 years clean too, by the way. So a lot of those people there are in active recovery and they're, and they're doing great living life. And, and um, it's proof that, that... I assumed that. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's what I'm saying is... is it's proof that it's not those people. It's all of us, man. You have no clue who you're sitting next to. And so we got to stop treating them as if it's those people. We got to start treating them like they're our brothers, our sisters. And we need, you know, they just need a helping hand at the moment. So that for me is what I like about the tournament. Um, and so it's kind of cool to hear your perspective coming from it matches up with that. So. Thank you. Yeah, it was amazing. All right. Well, Marissa, and I got to sit around in a golf cart all day. I forgot to mention. (laughs) What was that? What'd she say? I got to sit around in a golf cart all day. Yeah. I. Oh, what she didn't tell you, Trini. I stole her golf cart. You stole her golf cart. Yeah, because uh, there were two brand new golf carts that Butch had bought um, over there. These new Yamahas that they brought in. Oh, nice. They had told me because we're going to be driving around all day. Yeah. Right. And you and been in a golf cart all day you you know what it's like hitting bumps all day right yes. and, and, uh, it could be could be a little tiring but they had bought these two new golf carts and so we got some two new ones for you right so at the beginning of the tournament somebody puts this is the button one of them and takes it to a hole and i said what's that cart coming back right but it never <laughs> came back <Trini. laughs> so so when we got to her hole and i saw that's our golf cart that she's in we just picked little ass up, put her in a different one, put her, and then, I mean, you so still had to go. Did you play this year? I know you were talking about not playing. You didn't play? Uh, Pink, me and Pink, uh, we rode around all day. Oh, nice. Uh, we had David from uh, Med Clinic. Uh, you know David. Uh, yeah. He was our photographer. Uh, and then um, Dana. So Dana and David were in one golf cart, and then uh, uh, Pink and I were in another. We went and took every single guest. Right on. Every single guest. Um, I put it twice. I think, yeah, I put it twice. Once I showed them the line really well. They made the they made the thirty foot putt after I showed them the line. Sure. The second was a twenty foot putt. It was for Daryl, by the way. It was a twenty foot putt. 
I made it. Nice. I made the birdie. You got any uh, photos or pictures of this or video of this? Yeah, yeah, okay. got video and photos, but I'm sure. Well, they take sure. Um, right on. So I mean, I did that, but I, I didn't do much more than that. But I was still exhausted. So that, that oh, I know. Either. Oh, I know. I, that was my role for a little while. For every year, is yeah. riding around, making sure everybody feels happy. Yeah, I mean, it's exhausting getting out of that cart, walking up, taking a picture, and getting back in the car, driving. I mean, next thing you know, the tournament's over. Yeah. It happens fast when you do it like that. Yep. You know, when you play it, it lasts a lot longer. Yeah. So, right on. Anyway, so you did a phenomenal job. Everybody loved meeting you. Uh, I know my family enjoyed meeting you and spending time with you. And, and yeah, I hope we can see you again before you leave. Um, you know, my wife's been to do that ever since that you left and you kept telling her that we can get together i will be in Stanford tomorrow i don't know i don't think dana's going to Stanford with me tomorrow but i will be in Stanford tomorrow Maybe we'll meet up there it's halfway at least um obviously i live an hour away from you but uh where you're at but but uh i do have to go into Stanford tomorrow and do some things i got some obligations there so maybe we'll meet up in Stanford. right on definitely right. text me let me know i'll be okay. available for most of the day tomorrow all right and other than that Folks, uh, please, I know you're there with Butch. Please tell Butch again from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. We appreciate him and all the good people at Red Tail. Let me see his face. Hey, Butch. There's Butch in the background. Wait. Hey, Change Butch. Little... There you go, Butch. They're saying hi to you. Tell him to wave. They're saying hi to you. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Right on. That's the, the awesome Butch Ben. And like I said, I mean, when he says, you don't know who I am, do you? I go, no. Who are you? He goes, I played 17 years in Major League Baseball. I'm like, whoa. Wow. That's crazy. How do I not? But I see why I didn't know him, because he was on teams I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> just like Daryl. Daryl was on a team I didn't like. I said, Daryl, man, I used to not like you. <laughs> I love my Mets, all right? Leave them alone. Yeah. I didn't like the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so from everybody here, right. any final, final words? Any final, final words? Um, it's lunchtime. It's time for a taco. <laughs> oh, she done <laughs> took your line. Uh, I'll leave it like that. Next time, your mom and your nana, just so they know, hey, we love you too. Thank you for letting Marissa come down. Yeah, I love you guys. Uh, you know, Trinity, adios, definitely. Amigos. We'll figure something out. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you go to yeah, Sanford, maybe I can try to make it out there tomorrow. We'll see. You shall see. Time for a Absolutely. taco. Absolutely. I will Bye. do what I have to do to get there. Right. See you guys. See ya.